Welcome to Becoming Limitless. This is the podcast for entrepreneurs who want to optimize their brain and their body with biohacking. I'm going to teach you how to eliminate brain fog and upgrade your health so you can have more productivity, energy, and growth in your business. I'm your host, Tanessa Shears. Let's jump in. Welcome back to the Becoming Limitless podcast. How has your week been going? I hope it has been great. It has been a very odd last couple of weeks. We actually had a power outage that knocked the power out in our neighborhood for about seven hours the night that the clocks went back for time change. Um, But of course, I was asleep the whole time, but didn't notice it. And it wasn't until the next day, you know, when you wake up and all the clocks on like your microwave and your stove and everything like that say that it's some weird time and you're like, the power went out. But the problem was it took our fridge with it and it somehow zapped the motor of the fridge and we were without fridge for 11 days and that is a long time especially if you're like our family and you eat a lot of whole foods a lot of fresh vegetables a lot of frozen meat frozen berries and stuff like that and we were without fridge But thankfully, it is November, and in Vancouver, the temperatures did happen to dip into the minuses. So it was like minus 8 Celsius, minus 5, which is pretty cold. So we were thankfully able to chuck most of the stuff out onto the deck, and it stayed nice and cold. So we didn't lose too much food, but my gosh, it's such a weird experience being without a fridge, and it's really things like that that we take for granted how easy a fridge makes our life. So that has been our week so far, finally getting back into the groove of being able to meal prep for more than two or three days at a time and grocery shop, oh my gosh, all the things. But today's episode, is a really neat one. It was actually inspired by a question that I got on Instagram, which I'm going to tell you about later. But today's episode is all about what I call the two phone hack. And I'm going to be teaching you how to get your focus back. So many of the entrepreneurs I work with find that their phone is a constant source of distraction, right? Like you are checking emails during family time, or maybe you're at the dinner and you can't stop checking in or seeing if your messages are okay. Or maybe you're one of those people that, you know, you're sitting down to enjoy some Netflix, some unwind from the day, but you're also scrolling Instagram or maybe whatever your thing is right now, whether you have TikTok open or Facebook, or you feel like you're glued to your phone because you're responding to client messages all the time or messages from your team. They're coming in, you feel this obligation to respond back really quickly so that you're doing a good job, but even though they're on different time zones and oh my gosh, and you're seeing them there, the notifications are there and you're stressing out all the time about them. And it's really just creating an added source of distraction in your life. And you're getting personal messages during work. Like I I specifically can tell you about times that like I have gotten a message from my mom or something like that. And I've, you know, there was a link to something that she wanted to sign my daughter up for. So I quickly clicked on it. And then 20 minutes later, I realized I'm totally distracted. I've gotten off course and I've just lost 20 minutes of my day doing something that was entirely unrelated. Like you guys know what that feels like, like whether it's stealing from your business time or it's stealing from your personal time. It is so easy to get distracted by your phone and it is making it very hard to stay focused. And so what ends up happening is it takes you longer to get done during your day what you want to get done, right? So then we get to the end of our day, but we really didn't get through everything we wanted to. So we end up working through family time or after the kids go to bed, end up staying up late, which means we're staring into our screens. It affects our sleep. We have lousy sleeves where it's disrupted all night. We don't get quality, wake up the next morning, feel groggy, which affects our focus and productivity for the next day. And you can see how we get into this really ugly cycle, right? 
When there is no hard boundary between personal and work life, everything starts to blur. And this all became really apparent to me. It was about, it was a couple of years ago, actually. I remember being snuggled up watching a movie with my husband. And I remember like just finding all of a sudden I had ghost thumb and I was, you know, clicking on Gmail just to check really quick. Did anything come in? I clicked on Instagram, any new DMs. I clicked on, I think, what was it? Google Driver, some Voxer, some messaging app at the time. And I'm just like, was doing that. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm not even intending to be doing this. And I describe ghost thumb as that feeling when you're clicking on your phone and you don't intend to do it, but it's like your thumb is operated by a ghost. So here's a way to tell if you have ghost thumb. What is that app on your phone that you find yourself opening almost on default? The one that you your thumb seems to go to first. So here's how to tell. Move the location on your home screen of that app. So let's say it's Instagram and it's normally you know at the top on the left move it to the bottom on the right or take it off the home screen and notice for that first little bit how often your thumb will go to that empty space where there is no app. It is the weirdest sensation how much our brain is just programmed to cycling between these apps. One, two, three, four, just checking, 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 right? And so it was during this time that I was like noticing I wasn't present for the movie with my husband. Instead, I was on my phone and that's just not how I want to live my life and that kind of reactionary uh, subservient behavior to technology. So the next day I went up into my office and I have a tech Oh gosh, I don't even know what to call it. A shelf, a box. It's basically that accumulation that we have of cords, of chargers for things, of chargers for things we don't have anymore, old cell phones, Fitbits that don't work anymore. You, you know the box I'm talking about, right? It's just like all those tech extras. And I went in there and I knew that I had an old phone kicking around in there. So you know the type of phone like your contract is expired and you get a free upgrade, but there's nothing really wrong with your old phone yet. Like it does everything just fine, but the upgrade is free. So you get a free upgrade phone, but you have this perfectly good phone. So it goes into like that tech cupboard box, like I was telling you about, right? So what I did was I got out this phone and I was like, interesting, this phone has internet access. I could run my entire business off of this phone and keep my personal phone fully active. I could call people. I could text people. It would be great. Like I could literally with this perfectly good phone that can access the internet, I could funnel my entire business life onto this phone. And it was from that day that I split my life into two phones and what I now call the two phone hack. So how this works. I'm going to guide you through a whole bunch of cool strategies. I'm going to give you the insights on what apps I keep on what phones, things I think about when it comes to my phone, because let's be real, our phones are taking over our lives and that's not the way I want to run my life, right? So here's kind of what I did once I started that uh, two phone hack where I have one phone that is for my business and one phone that is for my personal life. So every three to six months, I actually mark off some time on my calendar to clean up the space that my phone occupies in my life. So as an entrepreneur, I'm a really big fan of the idea that the cleaner I can keep my space, the more focused I can be on what matters, which to me is my health, my family, 
and my business. Now, a clean space is not a tidy kitchen. It's not, you know, a sink without dishes in it. That's not the type of clean I'm talking about. I'm talking about the space that you create for your health, your brain, and your business that is protected from things in your environment that cause you to lose focus on your vision, to doubt yourself, to become overwhelmed, or to get distracted. It's all of the things. Like if you're listening to this right now, look around your environment and if there is like, right now I'm sitting on my desk and I can tell you I've got my car keys on here, I've got um, a chapstick, like let's be real, when don't I have a chapstick on me? I feel like there's one in my pocket at all time. I have my Kindle on my desk, I have a box of thank you cards I just bought. So all of that could be considered distractions that are not conducive to a clean space, right? So I just want you to look around your area and take an assessment. Is there anything here that is in your immediate environment that is distracting you from being your highest self and doing your best work? So I always like to do an audit. Like what is what is affecting the space and the cleanliness of it? Meaning, is there anything that's gonna be causing me distraction? Because honestly, like I have very little tolerance for distractions right now. I have a five-month-old baby and I have a two-year-old. And while I'm running a six-figure business, I wanna keep staying in the best shape of my life and I wanna be really healthy and I want to be energized. And because let's be real, I need my energy to be sharp and have clear thinking. I want to make fast decisions and I want to be like present for the things that I do. I'm not here for wasted time and our phones can easily muddy the waters in our protective space. So we're going to go through this process of how I cleaned up my phone so that it was no longer a distraction. And this falls very much under that category of clean space. So Like I said, this entire episode was inspired by a question I got on Instagram uh, in the DMs from Annalise. And just keep in mind, you guys, I love hearing from you on Instagram. My user handle is at Tanessa Shears. Come message me with your questions. You never know when they're going to get turned into a podcast episode. I love answering these questions and having good conversation and spitting some ideas back and forth. So don't ever feel hesitant to come say, hi, I listened to this podcast episode. Here's what I learned. Here's what I'm trying. Can you help me with this? I'm here for it. All right. So Annalise said to me, she goes, I just got another phone because I receive so many client messages and I listened to several of your podcast episodes where you recommend the two phone trick. So I decided to give it a try. I want to migrate, but I don't know exactly exactly how to split my life. For example, do you share notes or reminders with your personal phone? Give me some ideas. So what I'm going to do is not only am I going to give you that, but I'm going to give you some other things to think about with your phone use so that you can help yourself uh, get your focus back if you're losing it to your phone. So first thing up, let's talk about how to divide your apps and your usage between your personal phone and your work phone. And keep in mind, just like I said, you do not have to go out and buy a new phone for this to work. Ask anybody in your family, do you have an old phone lying around that I could use to test this out? Because I tested this out and I loved it so much that I actually did go out and get a new phone for this. But for the first year, honestly, it was just the old phone in the closet. So don't feel like you need to get a new phone. So what I kept on my personal phone, I kept on my personal email because I like to get things on here like, you know, when they do the two-factor authentication and I want to be able to log into my apps, I want to be able to get coupons and emails if I need to have receipts on hand. I do keep email on my personal phone, but it is my personal email address, kind of the one that you sign up for all the stuff in your personal life with, that's that one there. 
The second thing I keep on there, the baby camera, because obviously this is something that I'm going to need to have on hand quite often. So the baby camera stays on there. My podcast app. I love to listen to podcasts when I walk and when I drive. And one of the reasons, even though a lot of the podcasts I listen to are very business oriented or health oriented, which is, you know, a form of work for me, I find that the way that I use podcasts is for self-reflection time and me time and time that's quiet. And I don't want to go to listen to a podcast and get distracted by Instagram. That is why I keep my podcast app specifically on my personal phone because it is used in my personal time, right? I keep my Aura app and my Fitbit app. So those are the two apps that I use on a regular basis to monitor my health. They track my sleep, they track my workouts, they track my stress levels, my resiliency, how I'm doing. Those two apps I keep on my personal phone because I'm checking them sometimes in the morning, I'm updating workouts during the day, all good reasons to stay off of the work phone, right? They don't have anything to do with work. I keep WhatsApp and my text messages on my personal phone because I talk to my personal family, of course, right? Like I get texts from my mom or my husband. Uh, I want to make phone calls. Obviously, these ones have to be on my personal phone. I keep my camera and my photos because I love taking photos and I've got two kids right now. So of course, I'm taking tons of photos. Um, I keep Google Keep. So that might be the equivalent to whatever notepad app you use on your phone. I do keep a notepad app that contains our grocery list and like Wi-Fi login information, all of that stays on my personal phone. Um, two apps that I use for my brain, Brain FM and Calm. Both of these are wonderful for meditation, for focus, for relaxing, and I like to be able to have these on hand and, like I said, if I need to use them, not get distracted by Instagram because I don't find that we get distracted by apps like Calm or Brain FM. I'm not wasting time in there getting distracted. These are apps that are generally used to help me feel the way I want to feel in my personal time. So I actually think I did a whole episode on Brain FM, and it was either the episode I did on the Cognitive Load Detox or Biohacking Brainwaves. Both of those are really good. Brain FM really just helps my brain slow down. It's especially good before bedtime. Um, the other apps that I keep on there, I keep my online banking app on there and I keep the app that we do a lot of our investing with, because if I want to, you know, check the price of a fund or an ETF or a stock on the go, or I want to send an e-transfer, if I'm out buying something, those are apps that I like to have on there as well. I keep Amazon on there. Um, I keep Goodreads on there. If you are a reader and you have not downloaded Goodreads, please go and get it. Basically, it is the, I think it's one of the biggest online websites and apps where you can store what you've read, what you're reading. Um, you can add, make lists of books you want to read. You can get recommendation based on what's on your um, virtual bookshelf. I Love it. I have been using it since 2009. It has every book. It has my thoughts on it, what I've rated it. It is like my secret nerd um, app that I absolutely love. So that stays on my personal phone. Two more, or I guess three more apps that are on my personal phone. Peloton is obviously an app that I have on my personal phone because I, if I'm ever doing like an on-the-go meditation or if I want to plug in for one of the virtual walks or even if I would want to do, you know, one of the workouts in my gym and not hook my computer up to my TV, that's how I normally do my Peloton workouts. Peloton's a great app, so any type of fitness app is awesome. And then lastly, I have Spotify and Sonos. So those control the sound system in my house and they help me because I get to listen to music and podcasts and stuff like that throughout the speakers in my house. So 
You'll notice that everything that I have is either a form of communicating with someone I love, a way of making me feel better, or it enhances my hobbies. My hobbies being reading and being listening to podcasts and being, um, you know, we're calm, like going out for walks, all that kind of stuff. So that's what's on my personal phone. I use it for leisure and personal communications. Now, my work phone is where I have anything that could get me distracted during my personal time. So that's actually what I was dividing. I was like, would this be a distraction if I was with my kids? Like, would this be an unwanted distraction? That's kind of how I divided it. So my work phone contains Voxer. That's how I communicate with all of my clients currently. Um, It contains obviously Facebook and Facebook Messenger. Instagram is on there. TikTok is on there. Um, My work Gmail is on there. So it connects to all my work emails. I get that only on that phone. And the really nice thing is when I don't have this phone on me, I'm not connected to my work. It's great. Um, Trello is on my work phone. Google Drive and Sheets and Docs and the whole Google suite. That's all on that phone. Um, Obviously, I have photos and camera stuff on there that relates to my business. And if I need to take a photo that I want to post on Instagram, I take it with that phone. Um, I have Google Keep, which is my notepad on there. Um, Amazon's on there. Sonos and Spotify is also on there. I keep Brain FM on both phones because sometimes if I'm at work, I like to plug into Brain FM for focus, so I need to have it on hand. Um, Otter, which is a transcription app. Um, if I ever need to transcribe something or create a transcript, Time Shifter I have on there, which is an app that helps you prepare for travel and show up to your destination without jet lag. It's actually pretty cool. Um, it takes into account your sleep, your circadian rhythm, uh, if you're not, if you take melatonin, if you use caffeine, how you expose yourself to light, and it actually sets up a plan prior to traveling so that you can show up to your destination without jet lag. I actually think it's pretty cool. I've recommended it to many clients. Obviously, I'm not in a traveling season of my life right now with tiny children, however, It's called Time Shifter, and I think you get like one free travel plan if you sign up for it, so it's a cool app to have. Um, Lastly, I have like Video Leap, which is just a basic video editing app, and I have like obviously Facebook and TikTok video downloaders, so if I need to transfer a video from TikTok to Instagram. So those are all work-related things, and you'll notice they all revolve around uh, running my business, serving my clients, communicating with my clients and posting on social media. Cause that I find is the stuff that will pull my attention in my personal life. So that is how I divide the phones. But here is the trick that actually makes it work. Because if I don't implement this one boundary, I often find that I'm carrying around two phones all the time, which is twice as annoying as carrying around one phone all the time. So I had to put this boundary into place. Work phone stays at work on my desk. It stays there when I am not working. It stays in my office and I only turn it on or use it during work hours. So at the time of this recording, I work Sunday, I work Monday, I work Wednesday, and I work Thursday. That phone stays in this office because if it does not, I will be on it on Instagram when I'd rather be spending time with family. So not only do I divide my life between the two phones, I place a spatial physical boundary between me and the phone when I am not at work because we all have good intentions. I mean, nobody really wakes up and is like, I'm going to be distracted and on my phone all day. Like that's just the nature of how these apps and everything are designed. So 
I don't want to have to use up decision-making power. I don't want to have to use up willpower. I don't want to have to use up any of that in fighting the ability to pick up the phone. So I just leave it in my office. You got to set boundaries, right? And it's also one of the things, the beautiful things that I have actually learned is how to set boundaries with my team, so my VA, and with my clients. And one of the first things that I often do now when I onboard a new client to Voxer, I will send them a message and I'm like, hey, here's the purpose of Voxer. Here are great reasons to use it and to message me. These are the hours I will be online. So I'll tell them like, hey, I am online Sunday through Thursday. You can still message me on the weekend, my Friday, Saturday, but I won't be answering it till I'm back in. Please leave messages that are two minutes or less so that I can get to the point and get your answers back really quickly. Like I really set boundaries around when they can expect to hear from me, how long I take to get back to them. Like I tell them like, hey, on average, expect 24 hours to get a reply. And that not only gives them very clear expectations, but it gives me clear expectations so that I don't feel that glue to my phone. Because I've worked with many clients before who have had to go back in and reestablish these boundaries with their clients where they're having to say like, hey, I'm actually not going to be online on weekends anymore and tell their team like, hey, I get that you're in a different time zone, but this is the time zone I'll be in and this is when I'll be in my business and really going through that process. And I think that one of the things that made that the most easy for me was early on when I was establishing these boundaries I asked one of my close, close clients, like, you know, those clients that you've had forever and they're practically like friends now because I had one client, she was with me almost seven years. And I said to her, I was like, Hey, Emily, what do you think when I don't message you back on the weekend? Because I was really struggling with that time of like thinking like, Oh my gosh, if I don't get back to them, they'll think it's not a good use of their money. It's not, their time is not worth it. Like, Uh, They're not getting the result or what they expected out of it. And she said to me, she goes, Tanessa, why would you respond on the weekends? You have a life too. And that was the moment that I realized that I was putting so many thoughts in their head about what I thought that they would be thinking if I did not get back to them or answer their messages within five minutes. And it was totally false. And so having that conversation with her and her saying to me, like, why would you be online on the weekend? I was like, you're right. Why would I be online on the weekend? And so what I've done is in part setting boundaries with communication, not only with my team, but with my clients has allowed me to be a role model in setting boundaries for them, showing them that, Hey, you know, my brain health and my stress resiliency and my state of mind matters to me. That is why I protect this time. And I would love to be the one to set the role, like become the leader and the role model And have other people be able to give themselves permission to take time offline and to decide when they want to be in their business and when they don't, when they want to be communicating with team or clients and when they don't, right? It's about leading by example. And I found that if I lead from the top in my business, I find that everyone else follows suit. It was kind of cool. My VA actually sent me a message the other day and she was like, okay, well, I know it's Thursday now, so I guess I'll talk to you on Sunday. And I was like, oh, that's so cool. That no, you know, she knows she gets to be offline. I get to be offline. It's just a really cool way to build relationships when you all expect respect each other's, you know, time with family and that business is not the only thing we have going on in our life, right? So another boundary I actually hold for myself beyond that um, work phone staying at work is that both phones are always on silent. 
It drives my family insane, but that's okay. Um, I always have my phone on silent. It is very hard to get a hold of me unless I want to engage in my phone. Now, I know there are definitely exceptions to this because I've had conversations with clients. If you have kids that are not with you during the day and you want them to be able to get a hold of you, or if you have older kids that are going out at night, there is definitely room and reason to want to leave your phone on loud in case they need to get a hold of you. But my children are very small and they are usually in the house all the time or with my husband. So um, if I'm really worried about like having them get a hold of me, I will make sure that while I'm working, I can see if a notification comes in, but it won't ding if that makes sense. So I always love to have my phones on silent for a very specific reason. I want to choose when to break my focus. Not Facebook, not Instagram, not another person, me. Meaning if you have a bing going off every time somebody tags you in something on Instagram or a client messages you or an email comes in, every time one of those dings come in, there have been really neat studies that have actually shown that your brain's drive to answer that notification will increase until the point where it is almost intolerable and then you will self-distract and check that notification. So what you can do instead is decide, I'm gonna check my notifications at every hour interval or at the end of every work block or between client calls. I'm gonna just do a quick check and see if there's anything that's emergent. But one of the things I always recommend is regardless of what you choose to do with your phone, keep your Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, email notifications on silent. Have those be apps that you actually go into them to check instead of having them dinging at you. Because I find like, sure, if family needs to get a hold of me, that's okay. I don't mind breaking my focus for that sometimes. But I mean, Instagram, there's not much going on on Instagram that is worth breaking your focus if you are in a deep work block, recording a podcast on a client call. So in general, I always just silence those notifications and it is rare, like I said, to be able to get a hold of me. Otherwise, I want to choose when to distract me. So there are two more tips that I'm going to share with you that I implement with my phone because we have the two phones. But normally, like when I'm in my office right now, both phones are here, but I do like to keep them out of arm's reach unless I am specifically watching for something to come in or if my husband needs to get a hold of me or if it's something with the kids. But in general, I keep my phones out of arm length reach. Do, don't keep them in front of you while you're working or while you're spending personal time because it is going to be very hard to resist a notification or something that comes in. Or like we talked about at the beginning, if you have ghost thumb and you just naturally pick up your phone and start using it, even if it's not what you intend, right? So I often love the idea of if I'm at my desk, keep them out of arm's length reach, ideally face down. And if you are away from your desk, consider creating a phone home. So for example, in our home right now, our kitchen, kind of main living area, family area, it's all in one room and then you have to go through a pocket door to get to the dining room and the gym. So what I like to do is create a phone home that is out of that main area. That is what is gonna remove the temptation for me picking up my personal phone and, and you know diddling around with it when I'd rather be with my kids because to be honest, Google is still a thing on my personal phone, meaning there's still a Chrome search bar. And how many times have you been like, oh, I can't remember like that actor's name or something like that. And you pick it up, you go to search on it. And then all of a sudden it's half an hour later 
and you're like, oh my gosh, I just lost half an hour. Here we go again. You got distracted, looked up something else, right? Like it really just stops that in its tracks. So create a phone home. Maybe it's at the front entrance of your house. You have a drawer and a table somewhere that unless you want to use your phone, it is out of sight, out of mind. And the last thing is a question actually that I really want you to take with you this week going forward and become aware of this question while you are in interaction with your devices and your phone. I want you to ask yourself, is this what I'm supposed to be doing right now? Is this what I want to be doing right now? I ask myself this question before I pick up my phone and if I catch myself on it. So if I'm just like wasting time, and sometimes I do this because my brain really likes to find distractions sometimes. Sometimes I even find myself scrolling through the Peloton app Oh, bookmarking and favoriting new workouts. But I always like, like, is this what I want to be doing with my time? Probably not. If my kids are around, I want to be present. And this is not to say there's no judgment on using your phone in front of your kids. Like you do you, you raise your kids how you want. I'm guilty of it all the time. However, I'm always on a mission to try to be a little bit better from what I've been before. And this is just a question I always like to ask. Like, is this really what I want to be doing? And the answer for me is usually no. Or then you just ask yourself like, okay, why am I on my phone? Am I bored? Did I get distracted by accident? Do I, am I trying to distract myself on purpose? Do I need to make a different choice right now? So really checking in, watching that awareness. What is your thoughts doing when you're on your phone, right? Is that where you want to be? So I will make one caveat to everything I just said, because I said very much like, let's try to keep the phone out of reach and then divide the phones between work and personal. However, there is one caveat where these two phones cross over. I have Google Keep, so that's my notes app, logged in on both phones with work and personal. Now, there's an actually a reason for this. Number one, I like to be able to access my grocery list at all time. I keep it on a notepad app and I always keep like, you know how you're going through the week and you're like, ah, we need toilet paper or I need to grab toothpaste or we're out of cucumbers. And I like to be able to throw that on the app, um, especially if I'm like at my desk and I know I can just link up to my phone and it's really nice to have those apps be shared across the phone. And the other thing, the other reason why I allow my business notepad on my personal phone is because I can't tell you how many times I'll be out for a walk and I'll feel inspired by something and I will get a great idea for a podcast episode or a piece of content or something that I'm working on with a client will come and I'm like, oh my gosh, this would help them so much. And if I put it on my personal phone, sometimes I forget to go back to it when I'm on my business phone. So I actually let them cross so that I can log into my work notes, do a quick app like, oh, you know, this podcast episode um, would be a really good topic on this. Don't forget to include this. And then I will just sign out because I have found that that type of crossover doesn't affect too much. I don't get distracted on my notepad app very often. Actually, I don't think I've ever been distracted on my notepad app, which... I mean, I guess that's a pretty good thing. So this is actually a huge, this is the only place where there is crossover. So I have just given you a really deep dive into my two phone hack, what I put on each hack, um, guidelines I give myself for phone use, what I do with notifications, where I keep my phone, questions I ask myself about my phone. And this is always a work in progress. I am no, by no means an expert at staying off my phone, but I'm always working at it. And the two phone hack has helped me keep work time separate from family time, which I 
absolutely love. Now, if you're into this kind of stuff, I actually read a book. Mm, I think it, I think it was this year and it's called Digital Minimalism by Cal Newport. He wrote the book Deep Work, also another excellent book, but it talks about doing uh, digital detoxes in there and things to consider and what we actually use our phone for. And he gives all kinds of really good hacks, like switching over to paper grocery lists, which I do sometimes and where to, you know, can you keep your phone in the bottom of your bag so you're less likely to engage with it when you're out in the world and It was just a really cool book that I found was beautifully written. It opened my eyes to the fact that our devices, this is a quote from that book, but that our devices always paper over a lack of well-developed leisure time. And it talks about this concept of leisure time and what we should include in it and really enjoying that time and not just looking at it as, you know, the leftover time in our day after our business, but as a whole container of time to grow and to do what you want and to feel present and joy, right? Oh, it's a really good book. So that's my two phone hack. I hope that it has been really helpful. I would love to hear on Instagram. Come on over, jump into my messages and let me know. Are you going to try the two phone hack? Do you have a phone on hand that you can just test it out with? I would love to hear your success stories, what questions you have. Uh, And don't forget, if this is helpful, I would love, love, love for you to please leave a review on iTunes. Let me know your experience with the podcast or share it with a friend. That's really going to help my show grow. And I appreciate it more than you know as a creator a lot goes into making these episodes and I even just love when you reach out and tell me that you love the episodes makes my entire day so I hope you have a fantastic fantastic week and if you are in need right now of a plan and someone to hold you accountable so that you can optimize your brain so that you can feel more energized feel healthier, get your focus back. I am your girl. I work one-on-one with clients to help them optimize the way their brain performs in their business so that we can show up as CEOs that are fit, healthy, full of energy, and can really lean into growing our businesses from a place of having our health, right? Because without our health, we don't have our businesses. So it's time to take back your health. If you want to work with me as one of my one-on-one clients, you can either DM me on Instagram or head to tanessashears.com slash call and book a free consultation call. And during that call, you can tell me what problem are we trying to solve? And through asking a bunch of questions, I'll tell you exactly how I would help you. And you get to decide if we'd be a great fit to work together. So looking forward to hearing from you. Have a great week and I'll talk to you next time. Bye. Learn something new in this episode or feel inspired to take action? I'd love for you to share it with a friend and leave a review. Your review will help one more entrepreneur feel healthier, more energized, and focused. If you feel good about helping a friend or a fellow business owner you've never even met, you are my kind of people. I'm excited to help you become limitless in the coming episodes.